Community Focus is a look at events, issues, and initiatives happening in and around the Brainerd Lakes area. Community Focus is produced by Hubbard Radio Brainerd and broadcast locally on 106.7 WJJY. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today our guest is Mr. Anthony Housie. Uh, Mr. Housie is in the Camp Ripley Public Affairs Division. Welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you. Yeah, happy to be here. I'm, I'm used to calling you Sergeant. But that's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still getting used to that, too. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, busy place. Uh, summertime is always busy at Camp Ripley, isn't it? It is. It's been exciting and it's been, it's been fun. So it's, it's a great time of the year. I got to tell you, I was uh, golfing not too long ago down there at uh, – Eagles Landing, mm-hmm. and one of the biggest planes I've seen in a long time was flying <laughs> over us, and not very high. And that's always such an impressive sight, right? Yeah, I, I uh, you know, there's been a couple of times that folks have told me that uh, you know they're teeing off or whatever, and then times it just right for one of our artillery shells going off, and, <laughs> and they said, "Oh God, I thought I was getting a lot much more distance on it than that." <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is summer, and there's a lot of training, I would think, going on. There is. There's a ton of training, and, uh, you know, even though it feels like kind of the beginning of summer, uh, we've already had so much going on. Uh, we've had the mental health conference at the beginning of May uh, and brought in a ton of different folks from around the state, uh, a lot of local uh, providers and whatnot, and, and they had a great two-day conference and uh, moved on from there. And that, that actually spun into one of our, uh, as far as the Minnesota National Guard, they're our story, uh, which was done about how we've changed our tactics a little bit on uh, the approach to mental health. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's a unique story, and, and it's a kind of a, a small little victory for us in this in this really big situation, this really big issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we're very proud of that. Uh, you know, and our environmental folks and our, our, our training area managers out, out there have done uh, controlled burns on about 16,000 acres. Oh, wow. Uh, Holy so cow. that's kind of wrapping up now. We're just kind of getting the last few bits and pieces, uh, some of our training ranges. But uh, they hit it hard once, uh, you know, the snow went away. <laughs> <laughs> Took a bit. Right. And, uh, and, and they've cleared that out very well. So we shouldn't be seeing any uh, surprise wildfires at all on the training installation at all. That's great. Mm-hmm. I know when you had your the envir- environmental... Uh, I forget Division. his title now. Oh, our supervisor. Your, your environmental Bennington. supervisor was here and talked about how important that is to get that stuff burned down because of the training and not mm-hmm. getting into some accidental fires that could be. Exactly. Uh, and, and there's so many of the species uh, of you know, prairie grass that respond to wildfire uh, automatically. That's, that's their re- rehabilitation and whatnot. So mm-hmm. they thrive off of that. And uh, it's one of the greenest places you can see right now, even after a burn. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. What else has been going on? Oh, uh, you know, we opened up a lot of things for our disabled veterans and our service members as far as the, the hunts go. We've had two turkey hunts, nice. uh, which have been very produ- uh, very positive, very productive, and uh, a lot of fun for everybody. Uh, we've also had trolling for the troops. So just wrapped up this past weekend, uh, cool. our big annual fishing event where we bring in uh, pro guides and whatnot, and then we uh, link up a... Um, uh, a veteran along with a currently serving service member and put them out on the water either on the Mississippi or Mille Lacs for, for a day and let them tell stories. You know? Cool. That is really I love neat. that. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Very good. All right. 
And uh, qualifications still going on? Qualifications are, are still going on. Most of our Minnesota units are, are all wrapped up. They're getting ready really? for a big exercise later this summer. Uh, and they started early, which was kind of a, a tricky bit for them, something, something new for them. But uh, they got all wrapped up, um, and they're getting ready to pack up their stuff and, and head out. And we actually, uh, with the time schedule moved a little bit, we actually opened up a lot of uh, our training space and whatnot for the Boy Scouts, which came in the middle of May. I was going to say, oh, didn't they yeah. come in May too? Yeah. yeah. How many? How'd, how'd how many did you, yeah, I want to know. It, this was, you know, <laughs> it had a lot, ton of positives. Uh, the negative was that it was a little bit cold and rainy. Uh, it yeah. was kind of a rainy weekend. So uh, of the 3,000 that showed up, uh, you know, maybe about half kind of went home a uh, half a day early or so. Uh, but it, it was a fun event for them. They had a great time. They got to see some of our stuff. I was going to say, what did they do when they're there? What do you guys do with we, them? We put on a couple of uh, displays for them uh, and set up some of, the, some of our vehicles on a static display and mm-hmm. whatnot, let them take a look and kind of explain what we do and how we do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they went through their process of, uh, you know, earning different achievements and badges and, uh, you know, Camping and survival skill, and, and a lot of a lot of good Boy Scout stuff there. So wow. it was fun for them. Cool, yeah. that would be so neat. What an experience! Yeah, no doubt. Something they'll probably never forget. You know. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Neat. All right, so uh, busy busy spring so far. Mm-hmm. Now, what's next? What's uh, kind of the focus now? You know, now our focus uh, logistically is to try to support the First Armor Brigade Combat Team. That's our our main force here in Minnesota, and uh, get them loaded up and on rails and on trucks and uh, we're going to ship them down to texas for that's some right you've now been talking is... about this this is a major move isn't major. it it is major. in every sense of the word move <clears throat> absolutely yeah. yeah what are we talking about here tell people what you're uh, so, what you're moving yeah so we're you know we're going to pack up about uh 1500 pieces of equipment that's everything from trucks to tanks to trailers to generators uh Connex boxes full of uh, equipment and com- you know all the all the goods that they're going to need while out in the field. Uh, we're going to load them up on uh, probably a little bit better than four hundred rail cars out oh of Burlington Northern and and ship them out. And uh, it it sounds like a like an impossible feat, but the, Ar- the army has been doing this for decades. Mm-hmm. And then, this, and that's their plan. They don't do this every year, do they? This is kind of a... Uh, you, you, you know, if you ask somebody out of the brigade combat team, they say, yeah. oh, yeah, we do this every oh, year. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, th- we try to space it out as far as um, big exercises and whatnot. They'll, they'll do that this year, and then they'll do it again next year when they go out to the National Training Center in California. Okay. Wow. Now, this really is training, though, mm-hmm. because if there were some kind of major disaster or event where they say we need your troops to move to uh, Texas for this to help support right you'd actually have to do this wouldn't you absolutely so this wow. is this is good practice and there's I would imagine like anything military there's a procedure there's a there's a way to do it and that's the practice of this whole thing yeah there's definitely an ABC step process uh, and it comes down to um, really taking an inventory of your equipment and getting down to the minimalist uh, supplies and, ne- and necessities needed. Uh, and you you really see organizations kind of tightening up the, the belt a little bit about how, how they operate. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have to put it together so it can be uh, manifested and shipped out, and uh, you go through the process of the movement, and then you have to account for it afterwards, and uh, then, then the, you know, the fun begins. Then the actual... 
uh, exercise or event that you're taking place in happens. Yeah. Wow! So it's almost like you know, getting getting dressed up uh, and and taking a picture. You know, it's right? Yeah, more of an effort to get dressed up than it is to take a picture. But, but then yeah. you got to get it all back home later, then too, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! It all. Yeah. Mm. Now, if I made an analogy and said, you know, if if Tess and I were going on a trip, mm-hmm. uh, I could pack faster than Tess, I think. <laughs> right. My sure. point is, for someone, maybe the tank division, let's say, might take them longer than one of the artillery units or – and I don't know enough about it to, yeah, to well, tell me. But uh, Right. And, and so I'm saying we're not all going to show up. At the rail yard at the same time. There has to be order. There has to be – Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's Procedure. not it's not like uh, rolling your car onto the ferry and taking it across to right. wherever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean you bring up a good point in the, in the case of uh, tanks versus uh, finance battalion. Um, you know, in, in the past uh, when we've had to load up our tanks and whatnot, all, all the metal pieces needed to be secured. It couldn't have metal mm. uh, on metal uh, just because of, of the contact and, and spark and whatnot. And, so there's a lot that goes into it. You have to wow. secure the turret. You have to secure the track. And, um, there's many layers into it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I want to see this, you know. I want to yeah. just see it when it's All moving right. out. Crazy. Um, so uh, does someone um, – then double check, triple check to make sure you meet standards and all this. Or how does that work? Yeah, we well, we work very well with the railroad. So um, in the past, the army's actually had a, a railroad division that would handle a lot of this stuff for us. Now we have different transportation companies, different transportation organizations within a bigger organization. Uh, they come down. Um, they have the operator put the vehicle on. Uh, and they secure it, and then they ensure that it's secured, and then the railroad double-checks that it's secured, mm-hmm. and then wow. they have their uh, processes as well, and then off it goes. Mm-hmm. So then how do the troops travel? How do they get there? Are they going in vehicles? Are they going on a train car? What, what's their story? Are they flying? What, how does uh, that work? Yeah, depending on, on how how the rail movement works, some of the troops will go with the with the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, others will get bussed out. Others will get flown out. Okay. Uh, that's typically the, the method now is put everybody on a plane and fly them out. I was going to say, mm-hmm. does aircraft go down as part of this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Everything. That's insane. <laughs> pretty cool. But pretty fascinating, I would think. And and what kind of a time frame are you given? Uh, they're looking at uh, a little bit better than a week. I think eight days to load nine, nine trains. That's wow. insane. Plan, so. Whose idea was this? Right. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like uh, you know first light, the the bugle goes off, and then the stopwatch comes out, and they say go. Wow. And uh, and it's a, a flurry of excitement, and everybody is moving vehicles and. And how many troops are going? How many people do you know, roughly um, know? I, boy, that's a good question. I think somewhere around the uh, ten thousand mark. I think is. Wow. Lord of living. Yeah. That's so fifteen hundred pieces of equipment, approximately. Mm-hmm. 10,000 troops. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I just can't even fathom what this is going to look like. I know. You, know? you have trouble getting to work on No time, kidding. So. <laughs> Jeez. Where's my bugle? It's, it's just you <laughs> and a cup of coffee. That's right. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Okay. Uh, so um, what else? What else do we need to know about the summer or what's going on? Yeah. No, no we have, uh, you know, that's the funny thing about it. We. We still have tons of summer left and tons of uh, different things coming in. So we, we have a lot of out-of-state units. Uh, right now there's a, a Army Reserve unit, an engineer unit out of Wisconsin. 
Uh, and they came over here to uh, put bridges across the river. So, really? So mm. they worked on our um, one of our lakes, which is kind of a linear lake, and it, it simulates our, our river crossing. They worked on that for about a week, uh, and then they set out to put, put their pontoons down, uh, boats, and start bridging the Mississippi River. And this wow. is a temporary bridge? Yep, temporary. It's a pontoon bridge. Uh, and, the, wow. and again, we're simulating things that might need to happen in a real situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and in the past, uh, when they've come and done this, they've actually uh, coordinated with one of our aviation units. They've flown in their pontoons, the 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 big twenty uh, foot by twenty foot sections of bridge uh, that they call bays, and then they drop them in the water. They go up with their boats and scoop them up and lash them together, and then they run vehicles across. And wow. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we always give them a hard time because it's like, you, you guys can't find a river in Wisconsin? You know, like, <laughs> you know? Don't you have your own rivers? <laughs> right. We, we love that they're here. And we, yes. do, we just give them a little hard time, you know, sure. especially being from Wisconsin. Yep. Um, but they, they are thrilled about the Mississippi River. Uh, That's cool. They talk about think. how fast it is in the different currents. Mm. This year especially. Yeah, absolutely. I'm guessing, yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. All right. And do we understand happy birthday? Wishes are coming your way? Yeah, on Friday, Camp Ripley, uh, 88 years. 88 years. Wow. So June 14th, 1931, we opened up our gates for the first time for training. Man. Hmm. Impressive. Is there a significant celebration or just a little cake in this there might commanding be some... officer's uh, quarters? <laughs> yeah, there, there might be some cake cutting, uh, things like that. But I, I think just with the tempo and everything going on, we uh, not well, Not a lot of time to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. And then we want to mark, have folks mark their calendar, too, for an event coming up in September, right? Yeah, September 15th is our open house, our biannual open house. We do it every two years, um, and then we'll be doing that from 10 to 2. So okay. mark okay. that down. And, and is this where uh, members of the media might be able to ride in a this is just an vehicle open house, or two, right? or is this just the open house? This is the this is the open house, but there is there are Humvee rides uh, that, that go on and – Okay. Things like that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. Good deal. Well, uh, sounds like a very busy, very busy place to be sure. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate you being here to keep us up to speed on what's going on at Camp Ripley. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All Thank right. you. Our guest is Mr. Anthony Housie, who is in the in the Camp Ripley Public Affairs Office. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget, Community Focus is available anytime on our website at 1067wjjy.com.